I'm Stephanie Fu. And you're listening to Stage Dive. <laughs> no, sorry. I hate radio ideas. I, I, I don't know why I even... Sorry, you didn't even ask me to do that and I did it. <laughs> That's Zachary Gray, Canadian lead singer of The Zolas. And the thing about Zachary that you have to know is that he is a really nice dude. I don't even really know him, but he always sends me messages with albums and movies I should check out, telling me he loves Death Grips, he loves Neil Stevenson, he loves Korean rom-coms. And when I told him that filthy, disgusting sky rats were making noise outside my office window, he said he even loved them. Pigeons? Oh, they're cooing. He's clearly a lover, not a fighter. No, I've never been of it before. Which is why the story he's about to tell is so funny. I was heading to a music festival in Calgary, and I was waiting around in my jam space for the other guys. And my jam space is in, it's in a neighborhood that's kind of the intravenous drug use capital of North America. <laughs> At least per capita, there's more junkies in that neighborhood than anywhere else, I think. So this one guy comes up and he starts talking about my scooter, which happens because it's really adorable. And he's like a kind of twitchy, junky type guy. And he's got prison tattoos on his knuckles. But after like a little bit of conversation, he asked me if he can borrow my phone to call his girlfriend in like a nearby building. You know, he's, it seemed fine. So I gave him my phone to call. He's talking and he's taking kind of a while and it becomes obvious that he wasn't even talking to his girlfriend at all. He was clearly just talking to his buddy about whatever. So I start hurrying him. I'm like, come on, man. Like, and he brushes me off completely and starts like rifling through his backpack. And I'm sort of standing there and I th I'm thinking I should probably like establish dominance or something here. <laughs> so, so I like start raising my voice and I'm like, all right, give me my phone. Come on, come on, give me my phone. He ignores me for like a good minute until I'm making enough noise that he can't enjoy his phone call anymore, I guess. And so finally he hangs up and he's like, what are you yelling for, man? And uh, he's holding the phone kind of behind his back. And I'm like, come on, you're taking forever. You're obviously not talking to your girlfriend. You're not giving it back now, I guess. Like, I have my hand out to receive his phone, but he takes the phone and he puts it in his pocket. At that point, I'm thinking about how annoying it would be to go on tour without my phone. But I know that I have to, I have to get it back at all costs, I guess. And, and I've never been in a fight before. I know through, like, anyone who has been in fights a lot, that once you know for sure that there's going to be a fight, what you really should do is just punch them in the face right away. But, like, I don't know if you ever punch someone in the face. There's a certain amount of rage, I guess, that you need to get there to close your fist and punch someone. And maybe I don't have that. I don't have that rage, I guess. Maybe if my friend was being threatened, I might be able to do that. But when it's just my phone, I it just... So I just slap him as hard as I possibly can in the face. The, the slap is, it seems so loud and it like rings out through the neighborhood and immediately he's like, what, what the f did you just slap me? I was going to give you your phone back, but you need like disrespecting me. And, and I was like, you said you would give me my phone back. I lent you my phone. You're not giving me my phone back. Give me my phone back. And I slap him again. I keep expecting him to hit me or something, but he's not. I think it's because he knows that I'm, I'm not good at this because I, I am bigger than him. But like he's definitely been in way more fights than me. So I slap him in the face one more time and then I go for his pocket, for his pants pocket. 
Yeah, I should explain the pants. Like, he's wearing these pants that are made of tent material, kind of. The zippered pocket that he had put the phone in is only partly open. I get my two fingers in there, and to my utmost astonishment, they tear from the waistband all the way down to the cuff of the leg. And suddenly, I'm holding this, like, ribbons that were once his pants with an empty, like an inside out pocket full of my phone. And he's standing in the parking lot around all these people and he has no pants on. <laughs> and <laughs> and he, he looks at me and he was all like, you wanna go? Let's see how tough you are. But, uh, cause he was really mad. He wasn't wearing any pants. But at that point I was like, I've proven anything I need to prove now. I have down line one one and he walks away. As he was leaving, he called me the worst thing he could think of, which was a goof. You're a goof. You, you may not know this. Maybe this is just a Canada thing. And if this is a Canada thing, then this is an adorable Canada thing. Turns out that in prison, in Canadian prisons at least, the worst thing that you can be called, worse than a C word, worse than anything, is a goof. Really. I have some friends who work on construction sites who have accidentally called someone a goof or a goofball or goofy, and someone who is working on the site will turn to them and say, don't you ever call me a goof again. Dead serious. I don't think that I could consider myself someone who's been in a fight yet, because he never laid a hand on me. I have a four slap total in my life right now. You know, I'd rather be a slapper than a puncher-outer. Thank you, Zachary. The music in this piece was by The Zolas. Go buy their new album, Ancient Mars, today. Check us out on Stitcher, Facebook, tweet me at I'm on the Radio, subscribe on iTunes, and find more episodes at stagedivepodcast.com. We'll see you back here next time. Till then, catch you in the pit. <laughs>